0: Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, sponsored by the VIP coaching program, where you can get unlimited Skype coaching calls for just $47 per month. I am very excited about today's call. We have on the phone, Chloe Gaffney, Teen Face of the Globe 2015. Chloe, welcome to the call
1: hi i'm so excited to be here
0: and we are equally excited to have you so for for the girls that are listening that they might not necessarily be familiar with teen face the globe could you give them kind of a just an overview of the pageant where the pageant's held how many countries it's held in and what you feel like makes it unique
1: um yes Face of the Globe is an international beauty pageant. It's only two years old. Well, this is its third year. So this is our third grand finals. It's um, held in London and Disneyland for a week. So you do a couple of days in London and then we all travel over to Disneyland in Paris and we do a couple of days over there and that's where the grand finals are held. I think there's 27 countries competing this year for Face of the Globe. So there's lots and lots of girls. There's 120 grand finalists So lots of competition this year for four crowns. So it's very exciting. And I'm really excited to go and do all the rounds and see what happens.
0: Absolutely. And I'm excited to fly over to Paris too here and just about a little over a month to go and hang out with you all and to learn more about the pageant. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about how you actually prepared to win the title. Um, you, you're you pretty much a newbie coming into this. Just last year, you hadn't really competed or won any massive national title. So how did you mentally prepare to compete against girls from, I mean, all over the world?
1: To be honest, I didn't really think about it. Being a newbie, I didn't understand the competition as much as, you know, I didn't think about it as too much of a competition. The girls in my category had actually made a Facebook chat on Like messenger so we'd been chatting for ages we'd got to know each other really well so it really did feel like I was going to meet up with friends rather than going to compete so that really helped me that way and just I didn't think about it as being girls from all over the world I just thought that we were all in it together you know it was it felt like we made a really tight group we made some good friendships like we made really good friendships so it it felt good because we knew each other before.
0: Gotcha. So you, you really reached out to the contestant, had some personal relationships. So you felt that the pageant was more just a little reunion where you got to go and reconnect with your friends.
1: Yes. It was really good that way.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about packing. I mean, I mean, from the amount of suitcases to how you pack like your evening gowns, what kind of secrets or tricks did you employ to, to pack all that? And did you fly or did you take a train? What, what did you do?
1: yeah well for face of the globe because we have to get a coach from london to paris you are actually only allowed one suitcase per person so i did only have one suitcase and my dress bag and that was fine to fly with i think sometimes with airlines if you say that pageantry is your sport you're allowed to take your dresses on as sporting equipment so you're allowed an extra bag as sporting equipment which is quite cool i only just found that out not long ago yeah that's cool i I Yeah, it is really cool. So I just had to pack everything as tight as I could. I kind of, you know, my mum got a suitcase as well, so I kind of took a lot of her space as well. She wasn't that happy about that, but it was fine. She wasn't competing. Um, I think packing, I think Lucy, for the Face of the Globe contestant, she sends out really, really good information on what you need to bring. So me just being organised is the best thing for me. I think I made up a lot of lists. So all my lists I wrote down, everything i was going to need to take and then made a shopping list for that as well and then packed using my lists so i know exactly what i needed i didn't forget a thing for that reason and then it was really good to when once i got to the finals i'd brought out my lists and i knew exactly what i needed for every day so it really helped that way Just being organized was the best thing
0: that's awesome. And that's a little plug for directors right there. Lucy is the director of Face of the Globe, for those of you that don't know. And she sent out a really detailed list to the contestants, which I mean, that helps with your overall experience, doesn't it? When the director is really well organized, they say, here's what to do. Here's how to do it. I mean, that probably yeah. has got to help tremendously.
1: Face of the Globe is really, really good for that. Every single thing that you could possibly think of, you have a pack of information to help you through that stage. So it's really good that way.
0: Now, do they do like the paper kind of booklets? Do they have it online? How do you access the information?
1: It's all accessible to Face the Globe contestants. Once you sign up to Face the Globe, you get given a password, which when you go on their website, you can click on information packs and use that password to get into every single information pack. It's also all on Facebook for the grand finalists. So it's quite private. But if you're a grand finalist, it's very, very easy to access.
0: Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about one of the products that you really recommend. So what's one or two products that cost less than $20 that you feel every pageant girl must have?
1: Mine is definitely body tape. I actually have a really funny story about my body tape. Um, If you don't know what it is, obviously, it's just, it's like double-sided sticky tape that you put to stick your clothes to yourself or, you know, a lot of girls use it to put their sashes on their shoulders so they don't fall over. But Actually, I bought a dress for one of the rounds in Face of the Globe and I went to put it on like two minutes before we were going on stage. It was like a really quick change and it fell to the floor. It just didn't fit me anymore. It was way too big and I, I had tried it on in ages. And it was a disaster. My mum had to literally run as fast as she could through this massive hotel that we were in. It's one of the biggest hotels I've ever been in. It was like massive run. And she went and grabbed my body tape and she came back and she was dying. But I needed that body tape to hold up my dress. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been on stage at all. It just would not have stayed on. So body tape is definitely my number one thing to have with me. I'm going to take about 10 packets of it with me to the finals this year.
0: And God bless pageant moms. I mean, the things that they do for their daughters. (laughs) Jeez, that's awesome. Okay, you met with the um, panel of judges and you were asked questions based on um a profile that you had submitted. Yes. Um, now, do, does Face of the Globe... Well, actually, let, let me ask you this first. But how did you decide what to include in your profile slash uh, bio?
1: Um, for mine, I think... Well, I just, it was all about me. Basically, we were asked questions. So everything was based on the questions that we'd asked, but they were all based on us and our hobbies and future experiences and things that, you know, things that we'd like to do, things that we've done in the past. So I found it really quite easy to just say as much as I could and really show myself through answering these questions. So I was just ambitious and, you know, showed what, you know, I'll go in with my answers and just. You know told the truth and said everything about me
0: <laughs> this is what i was going to ask earlier in america we call that um your pageant paperwork um but i know that pageant paperwork really isn't a mainstream thing over in the uk am i right no, in saying that
1: really i don't, oh, yeah, you, I don't no, really know what it yeah, is sorry.
0: yeah so uh, it basically we're saying the same thing we're just using different words um but uh, pageant paperwork is just like a resume um, so that yeah. judges can learn a little bit about you before they meet you so that they can ask more intelligent questions.
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is, yeah.
0: Yeah, perfect. Now, how did you prepare for the interview? Did you do mock interviews? Did you um, have your mom fire off random questions? Well, what did you do?
1: Well, it was exactly that. My mom did fire off random questions at complete random times of the day. I think, you know, I walked out the shower and she'd shout a question at me, mm-hmm. so i just answer it on the spot. I think... We never got given questions that we were going to get asked in our interviews, so we didn't know what we were going to be asked, but it was kind of obvious, you know, they're just about yourself, everything that you're ever asked is just going to be about you. So she just thought of different questions and, you know, my inspirations and things like that, just things that I could base around and, you know, change questions and things like that, but... Definitely just fire, quick fire questions was the best thing to do with me. I need a lot of practice on questions. I'm not very good with thinking of things on the spot. So she really helped me with that. You know, we wrote down some answers and I think the best thing to do is just practice knowing yourself.
0: Well, you seem to be doing a pretty good job here, honestly. <laughs> with With the questions, do you know where your mom found the questions um, or did she just kind of make them up based on what she feels like would would be important?
1: She just made them up. She, um, obviously, my mom was new to just as new to pageants as I was. She'd never done any, so she just thought of questions based on me, you know, things, who like, inspiration, and just they were very age related questions. I was only fourteen at the time of competing, so nothing that was asked of me was too challenging to answer. I you know, obviously it's easy to answer about yourself, but just making sure that you're not going to miss anything out through, you know, being nervous at the time. But practicing, just answering about the things that you like to do in life and your hobby, your skills, your qualities, just knowing how to answer those kind of questions and be confident within who you are and not hold back because you're shy. I think that's the best thing to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, how do you suggest that girls actually be confident? You know, we hear that a lot. You should just be confident. Did you do something to cultivate your confidence? Did you read books? Did you put yourself in similar situations? What did you do?
1: I have a belief: the whole "fake it till you make it." Obviously, don't be a fake person, but show your confidence. You know, if you're not confident in a situation, you know, don't show someone that you're not confident in the situation. Fake it. So, fake confidence. Obviously, don't fake your personality, but just try and, you know, throw yourself into situations that you might not have necessarily put yourself in and don't hold back. I think the best thing to do is don't be, oh, I can't find the word. Don't be shy within yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there's a word I'm looking for and I can't find it. Don't be intimidated. Um, Don't
0: be insecure.
1: Don't be be insecure. I think, you know, fight the intimidation. Don't let anyone put you down. And I think, no, looking at my best thing is to not look at other people. Don't compare myself to other people. And usually that's the best way to do it. My confidence has grown a lot over the past year. Definitely.
0: Oh, I mean, an an international title can do that to you also. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) How did you connect with the judges during the interview? What, What did you feel like you did that helped really just connect you?
1: I really enjoyed my interview actually I found it really fun I we ended up having a bit of a laugh in my interview because they asked me about dancing and you know I joked about how it's the I cannot dance to save my life so we all ended up having quite a good laugh about it and um, I was just really chatty I just tried to chat as much as I could I uh, made sure that I think the best thing to do is give eye contact to every single judge and not just the judge that asked you the question so i tried to connect myself to each and every judge that was on the panel and just lots of smiles and lots of laughs and i think getting through the interview should be okay
0: you also had to give a 1 minute speech so talk to us about like what the speech was as far as your phase of competition and then what topic you chose for your speech
1: yeah um, in all honesty, my speech wasn't the best speech on the night at all. You know, by far it was not the most up to scratch speech. I was only fourteen at the time and I had never done public speaking before. It's still not my strongest point. I got up there and the nerves did hit me a bit. So it was it was a bit stumbly, but really I got up there and spoke about myself, spoke about how I was happy to be at the pageant. I kept it quite simple because I'd never done it before so I just thanked everyone for being you know for having me and spoke about how much I'd enjoyed pageants I also spoke about how pageants aren't very well known in my area so I think they kind of have a bad stigma around them so I spoke about how I wanted to make them more well known and you know try and promote pageants the best I could within my area. So that's what I spoke about. And, you know, it's just a one minute speech, but it feels a lot longer when you're up there on stage.
0: Oh, my but gosh. I think if you yeah. just keep
1: it simple. If you're not, you know, like me, if you're not used to speaking up there, if you just try and keep it simple and go with it.
0: There's something about when you pause, when you have the microphone yeah. in front of a large group of people that that pause, though, it's just a second and it feels normal to everybody else, to you. You feel like you've just wasted three minutes of your life when you pause. That
1: happened to me. My mum was recording my speech. Actually, I'm really glad she did that because I came off stage and I thought I'd paused for like five minutes. And she was like, you only paused for two seconds. And she showed me the video and it really calmed me down because I'm, I could see that I did only pause for two seconds. I think that's another big tip. I was saying this to the girls the other day, actually, that having someone record your speech can be really good because if you didn't feel confident within it, you can see what other people got to see and realize that it really wasn't what you thought it was. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was.
0: Completely. Now, what tips would you give girls um, in preparing for their speech?
1: Um, Preparing for your speech, I think my biggest tip would be don't write down a speech. Don't write out word for word what you think you're going to say up there because you most likely won't say it unless you're really good at memorising these things the nerves will probably not that there's too many nerves but they'll probably not be able to come up for you are likely to pause I think just bullet pointing down things that you know topics that you'd like to cover and planning in your head what you'd like to say is the best way to go for it I made the mistake of writing down a speech and then got off the stage and paused because I forgot what I was going to say and hadn't planned around that so I think if you don't plan word for word what you're going to say and just no topics that you'd like to cover. I think that's probably the best way to go. I think I should have done it that way, definitely.
0: Yeah, one of the things that uh, I used to suffer from severe stage fright, and yeah. um it came because I, I was ill prepared for a speech, and then it just it freaked me out. Um, it was like a public embarrassment, the sort of thing. So what I have done moving forward is depending on the type of speech. Um, most of the times I do like a rough outline and I just put bullet points and then because me and because I know myself, I can just fill in the gaps, but then I practice like five, six, 10 times until I'm comfortable with it. And then I can step out there. And then when your nerves increase, you can always do better. Um, when you're in front of the crowd, but that's, that's kind of the game plan that I do.
1: Yeah, I think practice is definitely important as well because, you know, if you're getting up there and you've never said anything before, you've no idea what's going to come out your mouth. Even if every time you practice, it's something different. It's still
0: practicing completely. So you also competed in a photogenic round uh, where they did, you did a photo shoot with a photographer. What were the judges looking for in this round? And how do you feel like the contestants can best prepare ahead of time for this phase of competition?
1: For my year, we only had the photographer judging us. This year, the girls have a judging panel watching them do their photo shooting, judging them on that. They're just judging them on confidence and, you know, how comfortable they are in front of the camera. And I think they're being judged on modelability as well. But I think just going in there and being confident and happy and just if you're not too outgoing a person, don't try and... Do crazy pictures because it doesn't necessarily come across right. Um, I, I honestly, it was my first photo shoot I'd ever done. I was, I was very inexperienced. You know, I was inexperienced on this pageant. I was practiced, but I didn't have much experience, and it was my first photo shoot. And I went in, and the photographer was like, "We please pose," and I said, oh, "What do you mean? I don't know what you want me to do." And I had him posing for me behind the camera, show me what to do. <laughs> so, um, I think just trying—that's the best try I think take direction is definitely important as well you know if someone's helping you then use their help because you know they know what they're doing so if you don't know what you're doing just try and take direction from other people and just confidence have a laugh you know yeah, do it lighthearted.
0: and I think a takeaway is that I mean you competed you're a newbie but you know, people there at the pageant, they want you to succeed. Um, yes. You know, and so they are in your corner. And I've seen this regardless like what system is out there. The judges, the staff, the directors, they want everybody to really do their best. I mean, they know ultimately one girl is going to walk away with a crown. This time, thankfully, it was you. Um, they want every girl to really do her best. Um, and they're there to help you do that. So you can really relax in the process, not take yourself too serious, and just have fun while you're there.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, being a judge now, I've experienced that never am I trying to mark a girl down, you know, you're never trying to put her down. So definitely just having fun with that, am fun with the experience.
0: Completely. Um, you, you chose to compete in the optional talent round. I mean, you submitted a yeah. video of, of yourself singing beforehand and the judges selected the top 4 girls from each category to perform on stage in Paris so cool for um, for the final uh, for the final judging so do you feel that there is a certain type of talent that scores better with the judges particularly at the uh, face of the globe
1: honestly i don't think it's to do with you know i don't think there's a certain type of talent that scores better i would definitely say that if you have a talent do that talent. You know, if you're a singer or a dancer, do submit a video of you singing or dancing. I would say don't experiment with talents because it definitely shows on stage how confident you are. It's a massive stage in Disneyland. Like I can't even explain how big these stages are in Disneyland. So I think it definitely shows your confidence if you're doing a, a um talent that you're comfortable with I mean, obviously I submitted singing, I've sung my whole life. So that was, you know, it wasn't as daunting as it would be if I decided to go up and dance when I can't dance. So I think that's definitely important to not try and sway too much from your actual talent. Also, I think it's really important to just submit something, even if it is just entertainment value. You know, if you don't have a talent, be entertaining. There's other ways to be entertaining apart from just or dancing, even if you submit uh, yourself singing a poem. I mean, reading a poem. There was a girl my year in the junior category who got up and she'd wrote a poem and read it on stage and it was amazing. It was absolutely gorgeous. Just the way she spoke, it was really, really good. So I think, you know, that's another kind of talent to go up and do is really it's really good. But I think definitely just submitting something, trying to think of something and submitting because the judges do spend hours watching these talent videos and you know, that's the first impression they're getting of you. It is a form of a first impression. And then when they see you on the night or when they see you, when they get to grand finals, you know, they're going to be, you're going to be a face that they recognize for a good reason because you've tried in every single round. And I think that's really important. It is still another round. So just think of something. But if you're not, talented obviously it's not the biggest round in the world yeah if you well, don't have a single talent
0: and and that's why it's an optional too right you don't have to participate in it
1: no you don't have to.
0: Do <laughs> so so don't don't freak out if you don't uh, have have a talent now re- regarding the the scoring of the talent do you feel that it's more important to have technical skill or entertainment value
1: for the scoring, um, I think entertainment value is a big one. You know, obviously entertaining people, but if you stand up there and have no talent at all, then it's not going to be as good either. But um, if you're performing on stage in Disneyland, you have been picked out of a lot of people who up there. So, you know, you are entertaining and talented both ways. That's the only reason you can actually be on that stage. So... I think you know it. it is equal handed you know it comes hand in hand um just to you know be good at what you're doing but you don't have to be a pro at it just if you're good and entertaining at the same time definitely what to go for
0: now i, I love this next phase of competition for face of the globe um it's it's an optional but the publicity category and for those of you not familiar with face of the globe this is where girls prepare kind of a portfolio of all of their appearances that they make um, going up to the grand finals so chloe how do you recommend girls go about getting these types of appearances
1: i definitely see these appearances are all a community I think just finding out what's going on in your community. If you have like a community bulletin board or a community newspaper where you can find out about events that are going on, go on and, you know, go and attend local fairs or local charity nights, Have your, hold your own charity night. That's quite popular. A lot of people, girls like to hold talent nights or hold charity pageants. That's really popular or get in touch with. Mayor. A lot of girls. I see a lot of girls doing that. I don't have one, so I never did that. I um, got in touch with a community TV station. So I did an interview with them and tied that in with a local business.
0: Wait, let me, so let, me pause, let me pause you right there. When you say you get in touch with them, I mean, do you send them an email first? Do you um, call them? How do you initiate that um, initial contact?
1: Um, it is, it's quite a daunting thing to do, but yeah, we just, you know, email, explain who you are, um, say what you're doing, say what you'd like to do, talk about how you're raising money for charity. And most businesses are really excited to hear about it, especially in Scotland, because it's not something that they hear about often. So they're, they're, you know, they're usually really intrigued and excited to help you. So most people are really open to doing it, but yeah, just email or call. Luckily, I had, um, Different contacts within this TV show that I am um, used for publicity. So they helped me get into that through contacts I had myself. But otherwise, yeah, just send in an email or a call and explain who you are. Usually people are really happy to help.
0: Yeah. And you alluded to this um, with what you said, but I always find it's better if you can go through a warm contact. So if you have someone who's a friend of a friend, and then yeah. just say, can you make this introduction? Here's what I'm trying to do. That goes so much more far than, boy, grammatically, that was horrible. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for, for only $47. Only 47.